The problem with psychoanalyzing content creators. I needed something to kill the time. I had five minutes left on the clock. And I was like, ah, well, I'll uh, read some YouTube comments. And I found a comment that seemed particularly dumb. And I was like, well, I got five minutes. And the uh, essay took a little bit longer than normal. You know what? I'm going to go delete that comment. I need to stop engaging with people. When will I learn, chat? Explaining things to people does not help. It is just a dumb thing to do. Just mute the person and move on with my life. Because there, oh, there's this tendency of people to um, attempt to psychoanalyze uh, content creators. It never goes well because a content creator's platform is specifically about them and it's specifically designed to get attention. Uh, it doesn't give a complete picture of a person. And certainly as a viewer, you are only watching potentially a small selection of what that person produces. And certainly what they produce is not the entirety of who they are as a person. And the algorithm feeds you only a certain type of thing that appeals to you as a person. So you aren't even getting all the content, obviously. I um, mean, you certainly are watching it all. So I'll occasionally read these comments that um, will attempt to analyze me as having certain psychological flaws. But in most cases, it's usually just a manifestation of a, a person um, projecting their own flaws upon me because we all act, we all um, on the default judge people by ourselves. So when you find a content creator, because you can never have a complete picture of them as a person, you fill in the gaps of who they are with yourself in a way. I'll do something and then I'll read comments where people try to put forth um, explanations that, the, or the, that motivate my behavior, right? And I'll be extraordinarily confused as to how they could believe that these are the things that motivated me. But you talk to them, as I've done many times over the course of my career, and it's always the same story. This is what I would have done. This is why I would have done this. And it's, it's eventually you get to a point where it's boring to read. Because criticism in regards to like how you present your content or um, how you come off is important. Like if, if a person says to you, what you've done here makes you appear as this to me, that can be useful information. Because like, well, that is not how I am, potentially. But now that I know this can be perceived that way by others, um, I might do things differently in the future. But you get these comments sometimes that like, no, you are this way and I know this because I watched this video. And it just never happens. Uh, like I, myself, over my life have had to... Um, Apologize to people for doing the same mistake because we all do this rather than simply saying this is how this makes you look We say I know how you are because of this and it's people are more complicated than Than what you can infer from a YouTube video or a, or a comments on the internet Grappling with that complexity of life is just it, it's just not worth the mental effort in a lot of cases So you just take the easiest path and you just you just build a person usually with yourself as the base model, changed with the new information that you've received about them. And like, it, like it's just frustrating to read these comments because when you engage with them, likely they're young or just haven't thought about this much, so they, they don't realize they're doing this. And But as a content creator, you've seen this time and time and time again. And it's always depressing to read. But I've learned over time, attempting to stop people from uh, having false perceptions of you, positive or negative, because it happens both ways, it, it's a fool's errand. Unless you're going to get involved with such a person in a romantic or a, or a deep friendship sort of way, the odds of them ever really knowing you is almost non-existent. 
maybe you can get a little bit closer with me. Like if you watch all 2,500 of my rambles, you, you probably have at least some idea of who I am. The people who are making these swift judgments about me as a person, they're not doing, you know, hundreds of hours of research. It's just, hey, man, you did this thing and therefore you are this. As I say, just engaging with those comments is just a waste of time. But it's sometimes hard to, to not do it. It's like in the same way that if you were in real life and a person walked up to you and called you an asshole, you would feel you would feel motivated to make a case for yourself. Like, well, no, actually, I don't think that's a sound judgment of me. Like, here's here's more information about me. But uh, it's just a waste of time on the internet because you can't do that all day, you know? Yes, you called it. I'm an a-hole. Thank you. No, but even that attitude I don't like because, I mean, Bo Burnham even said it recently. Um, Self-awareness is sometimes used as a, a defense against criticism. Whereas, like, you're an asshole, as in what they're saying is this is a behavior that you shouldn't be doing or you should change for the change for the better. And you go, well, I know I'm this way, so that's fine. That, that's not an excuse. Like, uh, as in self-awareness doesn't absolve you of anything. It doesn't change the outcomes of what you're doing. It doesn't, doesn't change anything. Self-awareness is only valuable when it's um, used within the context of actually changing yourself for the better. Self-awareness has value, but it's... It's too often used as just a way to hand wave criticism. Or else it's just a person saying, yeah, I know that this is something that uh, is a negative behavior. Who cares? And that's somehow even worse. Like, I don't think I'm an asshole. And I put a lot of effort and work into not being an asshole, in my view. I don't care if people acknowledge this. And so why do I try to defend myself against YouTube comments, I suppose? You know? I guess I'm just a... Maybe we all are, where was somewhat contradictory. As time goes on, chat, and the more I engage with people, the more I consider like so much of life just to be so damn pointless, you know? The more I go on, I just want to uh, ignore everything and just do my content and just do the content and forget about everything else in the world and just throw myself at my work and just uh, end each day just too tired to think about stuff, you know? It's not a healthy way to live, but it's, uh, it's comfortable for me. This video is sponsored by Skillshare, which is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes that help creators explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity. Millions of creative and curious people use Skillshare to learn about a seemingly endless variety of topics such as film and video, graphic design, web development, animation, productivity, and more. If you're looking for somewhere to start, I recommend Productivity Masterclass, The Principles of Productivity by Ali Abdal, who is a doctor and YouTuber. He breaks down some popular myths around multitasking, motivation, and the phrase, I don't have the time. The class's segment on productive procrastination helps show me that procrastination shouldn't be seen as a form of laziness, but a tool that can be used to explore other interests and skills. I think the class would be great for anyone wanting to accomplish more in their day, whether that's building new skills, studying more effectively, or completing projects faster. Skillshare is curated specifically for learning, meaning there are no ads, and they're always launching new premium classes so you can stay focused and follow whatever captivates you. The first thousand of my subscribers to click the link in the description will get a free trial of premium membership so you can explore your creativity. Thank you Skillshare for sponsoring this video. Friendly Geordies and his legal woes. What do I think of Friendly Geordies? I saw someone right before. Um, somewhat conflicted. There was once a story that he talked about where I was interested in, in it enough that I looked into it more. 
And uh, while he wasn't necessarily incorrect, it was more like he was simplifying things. And I guess that's how YouTube kind of works. In general, I found his reporting on stuff to be interesting and engaging and true as far as I can tell. He does come off as somewhat smug and full of himself sometimes. and But in general, I like him and I think it'd be very interesting to, like if, if you met him somewhere to have a chat with him because he seems like a, a knowledgeable, engaged sort of person. As in, he has character flaws like we all do. And just flaws in general, I suppose. But on the whole, I consider him to be a, a good content creator and an interesting person. The reason person probably asked is, so th this guy, Friendly Geordies, is a um, satirist. He, um, he makes comedy stuff, but he also uh, reports on the news and um, does a bit of investigative journalism while acting somewhat like a clown, in his words. But he, this is guy John Barillaro, I think. Um, he's a politician in my state. And he, uh, Geordies, believes himself to have, and it seems suggestive that he has, um, that he's uncovered um, some corruption from this um, John Barillaro guy. And uh, John has now sued him and uh, sent, like, a, a special police unit or something to arrest this YouTuber's um, uh, cameraman and, uh, and producer or whatever. Um, lying to the police to get them to uh, to arrest this dude, at least lying from what information has been shown thus far. It's a, an abusive power from a corrupt politician attempting to silence a critic. And uh, regardless of what you think of Geordies, I mean, it, even if you disagree with him passionately, um, that kind of stuff is just disgusting, right? I wonder how does... Does John just feel a Barilaro? Bruz, it's easy to say. Does Bruz consider himself to be just above the law or something? Or uh, does he not consider the Streisand effect where the more you respond to this thing or whatever as a politician, it's just going to lead to more people being aware of it and talking about it and whatnot. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see where this goes because it is an official court case. Especially considering that apparently um, Geordies has a pretty famous lawyer or something um, supporting him or um, uh, representing him or what have you in, in court. Be interesting to see. Yeah, I'm sure none of you really care about this. <laughs> small thing in the land down under for most of you. I mean, it's a small thing in the land down under, I suppose. I gave him a hundred bucks too. Even if uh, gets a massive influx of support or something and can easily deal with his legal bills, whatever. I'm happy just giving him a couple of bucks. I like his content. It's one of the problems with making content that is centric to one particular part of the world, especially, well, I mean, it's not a problem if you're American, I suppose, but when you're Australian, if you're making content about Australian politics, like there's only 22 million, uh, what is it, 23 million, whatever it is, 24, um, people in this country. And so it's, a sm it's relatively speaking for the world, a small audience that you can capture. So. Geordie's like, you know, he makes some funny content, but he, he gets like two to three million views a month on YouTube. Like, he's, he's a smaller content creator than me. Shouldn't be that way, but that's, you know, you're, you're, you're appealing to a smaller market. I hope for his current ordeals that he ends, um, that the, like he ends up getting some more recognition and uh, growing his audience off the back of this. George Carlin and Irony. I actually received this one bit of damage at the very last mission in the very last final fi firefight of the game. 
So I'm very close to being successful. So I'm hoping this time I get and be actually. Tried to save it. Couldn't do it. Lost. At the end there. Just barely failed at the end. Just like my PB in no damage. Someone in chat said it was ironic that I finished the uh that I failed the end of the intro. And I my PB was the failure at the end. That's not irony. And uh I remember listening to this stand-up thing from, um... Oh, what's his name? Oh, no, I can't even remember his name. Carl, um... What's his name? The old comedian, uh, the... He's dead now, he's, a uh, A George Carlin, that's it, yeah. He has this thing where he explains different, uh... English terminology in a funny way. And one of the things he sp explains is irony. Where he's, like, um... Basically, as a, as a rule of thumb, to know if something's ironic or not, Ask, um, does it involve opposites? A firefighter starting a fire is ironic because a firefighter is meant to put out fires, but they're starting a fire. An ambulance getting into a car accident or injuring a person, that's our irony. It'd be a funny coincidence that uh, me failing uh, my intro and my PB being uh, failing at the end as well. What's my favorite George Carlin bit? I can't really remember much of his comedy. Like, it was a very... Uh, smart, interesting dude. That's uh, I didn't listen to much of his comedy when I was growing up, and uh, that's um, thing about irony. I just happened to stumble across on YouTube one day. Yeah, I like Bo Burnham and Tim Minchin. I tuned into one of uh, Tim Minchin's uh, live performances once. He did not play my favorite songs. Kind of disappointed. Elden Ring may save horses for me. What do I think of Elden Ring? So when I saw that Elden Ring has a horse as a primary aspect of its mechanics and its open world, I started to sweat. I was like, oh no, this can't be another Red Dead Redemption 2, please. I need, I need some good to come in the future. Don't ruin this for me. But then I can see like, it's, it's like jumping over fucking cliffs and like running up walls and stuff. And like when you want to dismount off the horse, it disappears under you. You use the horse in combat. I'm like, okay, sure Rockstar fucked that up for me. But there's no way FromSoft can. FromSoft may actually redeem horses as a mode of transportation in, in my eyes, right? They may save horses in gaming for me. And they do that by making a horse that looks like a, a demon thing. <laughs> Because goddamn normal horses are boring. But yeah, Elden, Elden Ring looks great. I can't wait. Game Ranks put it as their, like, top thing that we learned about from E3. And, uh, I agree. Nothing else was of interest to me in E3. Well, there was other stuff that, like, looked good or that I could maybe play in some other context. It's just with Oko and what I have to do with Pacifist and stuff. The game has to be, like, the greatest thing ever for me to think of putting aside everything that I'm doing to play it. And uh, Elden Ring is that. You know me, I've said many times, I love all the Dark Souls games, I love FromSoft. And uh, yeah. Oko Elden Ring when? I cannot imagine, I can't imagine Elden Ring would ever be good enough that I would change all my content to just being about Elden Ring. Can't imagine it. For better or worse, I am a rockstar do or die, to a significant degree anyway. I'll probably release a video or two on it, as I have with uh, other Dark Souls I've played. Man, do I wish I kept the footage of me playing Dark Souls 1 and 2. Um, or even my casual playthrough of 3. What are you gonna do? It's too long ago. I just wish I played the games of a company that was interested in making video games. 
But they made Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, that was that was a thing. Stories in video games. Will you play Bloodborne or Sekiro after you complete Oko? I have finished both Bloodborne and Sekiro. Uh, never finished Bloodborne's side uh, no, uh, expansions, but I did the base game. Uh, I played it over two days, 12 hours both days. Uh, I have the footage of both, but neither has come out. I played Sekiro for like, it's gonna be close to 100 hours. Never got bored of it. Could have played it for another thousand. The only thing I didn't like about Sekiro, um, which is something I learned after the fact, which was nice, is the uh, spamming parry is a legitimate strategy. Because it kind of, you can parry anything thrown against you, and you regenerate your uh, block or your focus or whatever the fuck it's called. You thought about buying Sekiro recently and got Red Dead Redemption 2 instead? Don't regret it? Look man, just get a Netflix subscription. If you want to play video games, buy a video game. If you want a story, go get a book, an audiobook, go to an opera, go to a play, watch a movie, watch a TV show, watch a YouTube video, watch a live stream. The amount of places you can get a good story is so, so many places, just un unbelievable. You want a game, you want some gameplay, buy a video game. If you're like, I feel like a good story and I'm gonna sit down with a video game, that's just the most inefficient way to get a story that exists. If you are personally immersed more in a story, when an old man says, Oh, my my dear boy, I would like uh, ten avocados. Can you run to the store and get me those ten avocados and I will give you some experience points? If that makes you more immersed in a story, I think you're crazy, okay? If a dark room, some popcorn, and just nothing but the story is less immersive to you, than getting an old man some avocados. I, I just think you're nuts. Video games for me are about achieving the thing, achieving the goal, leveling up, ranking up, beating the boss, solving the puzzle. It's not traveling three hours to get the next bit of the story. My first game console. Do, 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 do. What was my first ever console? I think Sega. Sega Mega Drive. Honestly, I don't think with a, with a Sonic game that I ever got past like the first acts when I was a kid Like I would always get to The next level which had like lava and it went underground and there was moving green cubes and stuff And I was like what the fuck is this shit man? And I would die every time that that level was a huge bump up in difficulty for a kid What minor damage runs cost me? Please don't succeed today. We love no damage run videos. Holy shit. No, you don't. As far as YouTube is concerned, guys, making what's gonna be bare minimum 33 two hour long videos about one series, that's like the dumbest YouTube move you can make. If you believe you like no damage runs, trust me, you would much rather me do my modded runs of GTA 5. Like the example I bring up is the hour video of me not being particularly interesting, being very tired, doing a um, low render distance run of GTA 5, not edited, has a million views. A million views. I didn't even edit it. I wasn't even interesting. A million views. No effort. And I'm, I'm stuck doing this series, which takes like weeks to, weeks to do and then edit. You'll never understand 
how much this series has completely fucked me for the past nine months. The, the amount of diverse, interesting content that I could have produced is unbelievable. Pacifist would have been finished by now. On episode 14, episode 14, I was like, man, I hope this doesn't take me six months to get from like one damage to zero damage. And here we are, six months later. You don't understand why I keep going? It's like that old meme says, never give up. No, I, I finish when I start. It's not a sunk cost fallacy. I am not continuing because all the effort that I put up to this point will go to Norse if I don't finish it. I'm continuing because I want to finish it. That has not changed. No amount of quitting will get me back what I've lost. No amount of quitting will gain me literally fucking anything. Don't give me that shit. Don't give me your fucking pop philosophy shit you learnt from fucking Reddit. Knowing the wonders of desserts. I miss crushers from KFC. Did you ever have them? I'm not sure what a crusher is. Is a crusher one of their the desserts? I slept on desserts from fast food restaurants for a long time. It's maybe like only within the last year that I have tried some desserts from fast food restaurants. While I can't remember what they taste like right now, uh, I do know that I have found myself to enjoy them. Although, sometimes they do make me sick afterwards. I'm sure that's a lot of fucking sugar. If I try the desserts from Domino's, uh, I frequently get the chocolate slab thing that they have. You know what I'm talking about? I think the reason why I slept on desserts for so long, I love that phrasing as well as if I'm literally sleeping on the desserts, but to, to sleep on to sleep on something is to, to simply say that you are, um, your eyes weren't open to it, you know? I'm not sure where that, where that comes from, but anyway. Yeah, it's because I didn't have the money to do it, I suppose. As in, for most of my life, I shied away from getting stuff that wasn't good value. And uh, desserts are not good value for money. God damn. Due to your kind support chat, I've been able to improve my life with dessert. Interesting turn of events. What would past me think? What are you talking about? Man, that's, that's like $7 for like a thousand calories. <laughs> it's not a thousand calories, like that. What, what dessert is a thousand calories? Killer jewels, whatever. Have I ever had a balaclava? Or baklava? Balaclava is a very different thing. Uh, no, I don't know what baklava is. Why I'm going to be driving an automatic. My car is an automatic. Well, when I, no, my car I currently have is a manual, but I haven't got my new car yet. Coming in the mail. And that will be automatic. I don't know how I feel about that, but we'll see. Do I enjoy, I, I enjoy driving a manual. I, it's hard to imagine not driving a manual, but uh, the car I was getting didn't come in a manual. Apparently it's safer or something, da da da. The battle for audio in the shower. So I've given up on finding myself a pair of headphones that I can use in the shower. I've probably spent now $800 over the last six months or something. Every pair that I get dies within a month. Tried endless different brands. None of these waterproof fucking headsets are actually waterproof. Like, oh, you, you can submerge them. No, you can't. Fuck off. I've tried every brand. The most recent ones, these fireflies or something, died within a week. What ends up happening is one of them will just become really, really quiet. And so you use the 
accessibility feature on your phone to rebalance the audio, but then you can't turn them up very loud. One of the pairs has become out of sync by like half a second, so it sounds like everything echoes. It's awful. So what I'm getting now is a speaker. I'm gonna get a small miniature Bluetooth speaker and hang it in my shower and then connect my phone to that. So I've got one that's somewhat waterproof and it's not gonna be like underwater or anything like that or receive the shower water, but it'll be close enough that hopefully it'll be still be clear. The reason why I didn't really want to get a speaker is because the acoustics, uh, the echoiness of the bathroom I don't particularly like. And headphones, you know, stop that. Yeah, I haven't been able to listen to my audiobook for like the past two weeks because I haven't had a pair of headphones. Put acoustic foam in my shower. Yeah. I mean, is there a reason why? I, I guess tiles because all the water and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. I wonder if there are any showers that uh, you could make in a way. Now, because the things that absorb sound would also absorb water and would go bad. Mm. Use a waterproof speaker, but you don't put it in the water and it lasts three years. So far. Yeah, exactly. The speaker, as long as it's a bit waterproof, like maybe a splash or two, a bit of water hits it. I mean, it's very different than what I do with the waterproof headphones, which is, you know, I put my head underwater every once in a while. Get like a hundred cheap ones. I mean, if I could find myself like a $10 pair of waterproof headphones, then yeah, I would could probably do that. But no, I, I wouldn't do that, no. And it's similar to what I do with my current headset like th that I'm wearing right now. I've ordered three more pairs of it because I've ran out. These die like every, you know, six months or whatever, then I just replace them. Yeah, the cable on this headset is bad. I could just pay someone to read the book for me. Yeah, I do hate... Who, who, who are these companies sleeping on not making shower headphones? Who are, why are they not doing this? All these things where like water touches the sides and then they activate, it's so dumb. Swimming headphones are not traditionally Bluetooth. Or like they have their own little connecty thing that they connect to. So you have like a small MP3 player or something. The future plans for my channel. Ah, so the game plan guys is finish Oko, finish Pacifist, do a bajillion media share streams while I relearn all of the speed run for Classic Percent and then do Classic Percent runs as well as complete single player games. So we complete Bully, we complete the Max Payne games, we complete uh, all the other GTA clones, beat all of the Rockstar games, and then I assume by that point I'll be like 80 and I'll die. Oh, Chaos will still come out once every 7 to 10 days or whatever. Doomsday Heist will be in there too. Elden Ring will be in there too, yeah. That would, they would just, I would just consider them to be single player games and they'll be in the same period. It's Saints Row, that's what I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah, James, modded uh, speedruns. I don't think a pistol only run would be very fun. I mean, I'll do it at some point, but... Like, who's clicking on that video? Like, there's no doubt in my mind I could beat the entire game with a pistol. A melee only run is just uh, pacifist. At the end of pacifist, you will know the bare minimum amount of times you have to violate the, uh, the rule of melee. Certainly, like, for example, let's say on the back of the plane in um, Nervous Run, where you have uh, the machine gun there, I could certainly... Um, get someone to mod the game so that's a pistol. Like I press a button and regardless of what weapon I have, it switches me to a pistol. But things, for example, like Car Libre, where you shoot down the plane, a uh, pistol bullet wouldn't make it. What if you can mod the game so a pistol just has unlimited range? With that, then I could always use a pistol. 
H. Bomagaya's A Measured Response to Vaccines. Did you guys see um, H. Bomagaya's A Measured Response to Vaccines or whatever? Where he talks about the original paper that led to uh, people believing that vaccines have something to do with autism and stuff and uh, all the duplicity and the scams and the, the dude having investments in this particular type of vaccine so you're trying to scare people away from this combination vaccine all the lies that went into the creation of the data for that paper and it, it is it's like an hour and a half long and it's horrifying it is absolutely horrifying how many people have now died because this one guy was just so well it wasn't one it was like two or three but it's so massively greedy like and it's funny you see like the old interviews with this dude as he drums up this uh fear and he's saying repeatedly like oh you know you you just don't want to use the combination vaccine the other vaccines are perfectly fine because that's where his investments were right and then you watch him today he now says all vaccines are bad because now he makes all his money off the anti-vax crowd and it's never went to jail made millions of dollars Looking out in his uh, fucking balcony in his goddamn mansion. Oh, man. Oh, it makes your blood boil, dude. Highly recommend the video, though. Highly recommend it. It is well-researched, funny sometimes, and horrifying a lot of the time. Like, dude basically tortured kids, man. Like, H. Bomber guy makes some amazing videos, dude. I have a lot of respect for those people on YouTube, man, who can uh, passionately, diligently work making a particular video for months and months on end. I don't got that kind of discipline. Okay. Okay, maybe I, okay, maybe, maybe I do. Like, it's like, thinking to myself, maybe I could do that if I was really passionate about something. If I'm willing to work at this for, you know, a year, I could probably work on a video that long, but I, I wouldn't want to. But, uh, I know it's very hard. I, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing. Yeah, it's called vaccines and measure response. I am not vaccinated. It's not available to me as of yet. Well, I talked about it yesterday. I'm not actually sure if it's available to me because it's 40 and old, older. I'm not 40, but, um, I have Hashimoto's, which, if you are immune compromised, you're able to get it, but Hashimoto's doesn't guarantee that you're immune compromised, necessarily, and I don't think I am. I would have to visit my doctor and stuff. But then again, like I don't go anywhere or interact with any people, so it's not a huge thing for me. Um, so I might just wait until I can get it, like as in like my age group or whatever. Yeah, I'm not 40. Yeah, Australia's been terrible because fucking ScoMo is, his whole crew of fucking idiots is terrible. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel, it costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.